Hi, you're listening and also maybe watching uh, the DMBA podcast where we share business confidence for designers. My name is Alan. I'm, I'm a business designer and founder of the DMBA. And you're welcome to another uh, business design jam where we take some business news or maybe a business concept or whatever we find interesting in this intersection of business and design. And we talk about its relevancy for the work of designers and business designers. Today, as you can see, and now also here, I'm joined by Franz, Program Director at the DMBA. Hi, Franz. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here. And today we'll talk about a topic that's very close to our hearts and I would say also experience. It's uh, four-day work weeks because earlier this week, news came out that um, the biggest experiment, the biggest pilot so far with uh, four-day work week is coming out. In, uh, in Britain. And um, we thought we could cover this topic and talk a little bit about the uh, pros and cons because we've been doing it for a few years now at the DMBA as a team. So we'll go through what the usual advantages and disadvantages are and then we'll share our experience. And you may find this episode helpful because you may want to build your own case for a four-day work week within your team or company and you may find some of these discussions and um, topics useful. Um, so what we do with the DMB podcast is we share knowledge with this in like in this intersection of business and design. And if you're trying to learn more about design, I would also like to invite you to our seven day mini MBA, which is an email course, a free email course. So over seven days, you get seven different, um, emails introduced. So seven different business concepts, um, that kind of explain how you can use these concepts in your work as a designer. Um, so if you're interested in this intersection, uh, then head to over to d.mba slash mini minus MBA. So that's d.mba slash mini minus MBA. So now let's dive into the topic of the day or the part. Um, so as I said before, um, the, the, the kind of the whole idea is coming from these um, news that we read. Um, well, like we saw it in the New York Times, it was also on the BBC and so on. Um, so it's it's essentially like a six month experiment. Uh, they call it an experiment, um, and it's the biggest one so far uh, because it includes over three thousand, almost four thousand workers in seventy companies around Britain, and um, researchers uh, from let me see Cambridge, Oxford, and Boston. So. Um, the results will definitely be very solid if we have these researchers working on it. Um, so, um, yeah, we have these researchers who will be studying the effects of a shorter week while people will be earning the same amount of pay. So it doesn't, this is not a compressed work week. So this doesn't mean that they, these people will work only four days, but hence 10 hours, which would still amount to 40, but they will work 32 hours um basically regular so four days exactly as if they would have worked five days but they cut out the fifth day exactly and they will measure the effects on um productivity and and uh, mental and physical well-being of the of people um before today i was not aware that there is a um a non-profit called four-day workweek global have you heard of them before? Not before, but super interesting. Mm. I think this is the driving force between, uh, behind a lot of these experiments. And when we say experiments, obviously it's a little bit different than experiments in terms of a company does something for themselves. But when they say experiments, that's always like in this um, scope. So they really choose companies or companies can apply uh, they have researchers on board and they really want to show, basically, they want to advocate for a four-day work week. So they have a clear, it's basically a lobbying organization, if you want to call it like this. <laughs> um, but they want to lobby in with um, basically good data behind it. So what I find interesting is that they go really, really broad with the, uh, with the things they are measuring. So there is the obvious things like productivity, um, quality of life. Um, but it even goes very deep into psychology, health, sleep, 
energy use, travel, like a lot of these externalities that might also be connected with uh, four days versus five days. So it's not only about the company and the person, but it's also about everything around this. And this is why I find this so interesting because it actually goes away from this, hey, it has worked for us. It's pretty cool for our company. And then another company reads this and hears this and they're like, yeah, but we are completely different, but it really puts it on solid um, solid feet. So I'm not saying that actually experience is not cool. And this is why we'll talk about our experience uh, with our four day work week later. But I really like this methodology, uh, methodological approach behind these huge experiments, which have taken place in Iceland, I guess, Scotland yeah. already. Um, New Zealand. I think the next one, yeah, New Zealand, exactly. Now the biggest one in the UK. Yeah. I find especially the Icelandic, I think that's the adjective, uh, Icelandic uh, experiment interesting. So it, it's a small country, like it's 300, I think 60,000 um, people. And they did it in a public sector because usually you see it in a private sector and they did it with 1% of working population. So that's 1% of people in the country worked four day a week. It was, that's, uh, granted that that was only 2000 people, but it's a small country, but it's still kind of, it's, it's really interesting. Um, like a, a frame, like Iceland as a small country to test these things out. And apparently the results there, uh, showed no, uh, drop in productivity among participants. And a dramatic increase, I'm quoting, dramatic increase in employee well-being. So there is something there, you know, the early signs are that it that it could work. Um, we will see the results of this particular study in 2023. So next year, looking forward to that. Uh, but I think an interesting question is also, why is this happening now? You know, why do we see these results or these experiments right now? Um, in addition to the fact that, you know, we're just evolving and always looking for new ideas. I think mm-hmm. the working from home during pandemic was a big shift for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, seeing, or maybe not even like employees, but more like employers, uh, because they realized they could trust their workers. Um, what a concept, right? Trusting your workers. And they saw that maybe if we do things differently, they can be more productive. And there was this uh, notion that hmm, maybe we can try some other things also differently. That's at least uh, my take on why this is happening now. Yeah. Um, I think there is even like when you go back, I think this is definitely a trigger. But when you look back on how our five week, five day work week actually came to be, mm. it's, you could also argue that like time has just come to rework this. So when you look at, so the five day work week was designed for um, obviously getting the most of the workforce at a time where people were working mostly in factories. So at this point in time, there was kind of a clear relationship that if people worked more, you could get more work or more output produced, but still Mm -hmm. in the like 1910 to 1930, work days were reduced from six to five days. So even there, there, even though there was a very clear relationship of if somebody works longer at a factory, they could produce more. The working days were reduced because people or like factories or um, business people basically saw that there is this optimum or a good balance between output and quality. Yeah. And if you mm. basically go over this balance between output and quality, it basically results are not getting better, but they're getting worse. And you could argue that we maybe are at the same stage again. So yeah. at this point mm. in time, there was already this relationship broken that there is no direct correlation between the work hours you put in and the um, output you get. And then since then, like a lot has changed. Technology has sped up the way we work and output of people just increased dramatically. And the interesting thing is that this can even be measured. Like, do you know the concept of labor productivity? Um, Tell me more. So economic concept is output divided by the input. So you take the gross national product, so the value of mm. all goods and services of a country. GDP. 
Mm. Exactly. So GDP or GNP, so GDP cross domestic product, and you divide it by the people working in a country. Nice. And this was like when you compare 1950 to or 1960 numbers to current numbers, this is um, manifold. Like for example, you I found numbers for the US in 1960 we had, and this is now per hour we had an output of forty dollars per hours. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. in 2015, it was $150 per hour. Right. And that's so across industries. This, exactly. That's across industries. And we had similar growth in European countries. And you, when you think about this, so the workforce currently already produces the manifold or like multiple times of the value per hour or per worker that they were able to produce, um, let's say, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, 70 years ago. Um, and this obviously comes also with downsides, right? This comes down, this comes with downsides for stress, mental overload, mental health. And now maybe we are in the next paradigm shift where we see that maybe we actually need to take this step because, mm -hmm. um, the way we work at the moment is, um, it's just better with, with less hours. Mm hmm. And the work is changing. It used to be mostly like physical labor. Um, it's getting more and more, and I'm talking now like I'm generalizing, but there's more and more service jobs, more and more yeah. Um, yeah, jobs where the main thing is just like uh, like mental output. And that has different effects on your body and your mind. Um, and that's frankly like one of the things that it's also hard for me to grasp is like, most of the companies who are trying these things out are like in a more, let's call it office jobs mm. uh, versus like factory floors, yeah. which I think has a, there the correlation between like the output and the hours is much more clear. So in the factory than it is in an office where I sometimes feel because you have five days, you feel five days worth of work in there yeah. and you could be more productive. Uh, and with uh, factory, it's just much more re like directly related. And there, I think this this whole argument is a little bit different. It doesn't have to be off, but it's just different because you could still have four day work week, but then maybe it's just different people working on different tail ends of the week. Mm. Mm. But I think now now would be a good time to talk a little bit about the drawbacks. You know why many companies don't want to try it why many companies are not trying it or what are the arguments that business leaders use to say we don't want to try this yeah and the first thing first one right away is productivity you know like people work less hours hence there's going to be less output and if you think about it going from five days to four days is not a minor change. It is 20% less hours. So how could you really have an impact the same? You know, how can you in 80% of time create the same output as you can in the mm. in the uh, 100 units, which is in this case 40 hours a week? Yeah. Um, I think this this whole idea of the four-day work week um, also kind of assumes that the way a lot of companies are run these days are not really efficient. And for a lot of companies, this hurts their ego. It's like, we are very efficient. We do things very well. And uh, and also it's like a fear of something new. Like, oh, yeah. we couldn't try this. What if it fails and we our, our competitors overtake us and so on? Mm. That's a big one. Like if all of your competitors are working five days and you're working four days, you have this feeling that sooner or later you're going to fall behind. Yeah. And I mean, this might even be true for, for companies where this output and uh, time ratio is not that clear, let's say office jobs. So they are also having a hard time admitting that, hey, actually all my people could do the same work in four days rather than five days. But this argument gets even bigger when you're in, um, like business models where there is a clear um, correlation, right? So 
And this might even be office jobs, for example, in consulting, where you have time for money, you, char you charge basically days and hours worked for your clients. It's mm. obvious that you take away one day of work that you're gonna earn less or you need to hire more people to have the same 20% revenue. less. Exactly. Yeah. And obviously the same is true for everything that needs staffing. Like for example, a supermarket just needs to be occupied. An ice parlor, is open from, I don't know, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. in the evening. Somebody needs to be there. Uh, yeah. A restaurant, a cook. Like, if somebody is there less, you need somebody else to be there. So I mm. see this point that um, some business models are harder. Um, it's harder to argue that productivity is going to be the same. Yeah. But you touched upon another drawback, which is, I think, very clear. So imagine a company where everybody works four days a week. Everybody. What happens with, and, and just imagine this is not a store, it's not a restaurant, it's not something where it's like a retail shop, and it's something digital. And then on the fifth day, nobody's answering emails, customer emails. You know, like the thought is, the potential drawback is on that fifth day, we are creating a lot of customer dissatisfaction. You know, customers complaining they were unable to, to get access to certain services. Uh, I mean, we can take this also to more physical uh, services like in Iceland, you know, um, actually I'm not aware of the exact experiment they run, but let's just imagine that instead of all these government services working five days a week, they worked four days a week. That meant one day less for you where you could go to the, um, to the local authorities and, I don't know, extend your license, driver's license or something. And it, it is a source of dissatisfaction, you know? Yeah. Which I would counter that you could just, if you have a big enough workforce, you just uh, don't work in sync. You don't what? You don't work in sync. So there is still lots ah. of the fifth day is also occupied. So I think this is a weak one. <laughs> 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 I agree. I agree. I think you can work around this one. But then the counter argument of the boss of the leader would be, oh, but then your manager will not be there on the fifth day. You know, I think that's uh, a, a very typical. Also, an, another drawback is this feeling that the whole team is not in sync because maybe you do, you have a feeling that maybe mm -hmm. part of the team can work four days a week and the other part of the team cannot. Maybe let's say factory floor needs to work five days a week, but people in the offices can work four days a week. First of all, what if somebody from the factory floor that needs some input from somebody who's not in the office? And second of all, it's like this employee morale, you know, like you have, you have these two different classes. Mm. So it almost creates this feeling of, um, yeah, as I said, different classes, different categories yeah. of employees. I assume your contra argument will again be, yeah, even in the office, you could split it into two different parts. And I think this is true if your company is big enough, but what if it's exactly at the size where you don't have enough managers to split them into two different days? Mm. That's the tricky, I think, scaling issue also here. I think there are two points. The first point is, I think it's going to be super hard if you split your workforce and say, this group of people will work, will continue to work five days and the other group of people will now from now on work four days. I think this is just not, I don't know. It's setting, I think it's setting somebody up for, for failure. Yeah. Um, and there are these whole different, um, I know that there are companies who just are production companies, meaning that they do have um, factory stuff and they also have management stuff. So I think this is a completely level, different level and very severe level of challenge. Like how do you level this out? But I think the other one in terms of what happens if somebody's unmanaged, I think here we come back to the pandemic discussion. I think that many companies, and we know that not all companies, just thinking of Tesla calling back people back to the office, but I think that many companies have realized that people can and do work unmanaged. So mm. it actually doesn't matter if somebody works in a day where the manager is not there. And I would even argue that this is the quality of a good manager that like, if you, if your team isn't able to work when you're not there, then you have failed your job as a manager. So yeah. this is always my definition of being a good manager that 
you're gone for, I don't know, two weeks of holidays and nobody really cares. So <laughs> notices <laughs> that you're out. Nobody yeah. even notices, then you've done a good job as a manager because you've set up your team for success. And obviously there is other stuff, directional stuff that managers can work on. And, but this doesn't block anybody when someone is gone. So, uh, I would say, um, again, this is company culture and management culture. Mm. Obviously I'm playing a devil's advocate here, trying Absolutely. to show different, uh, drawbacks. So let me do the last one a little bit more theatrically. So trying to be <laughs> the devil now. And I think this is the biggest one, you know, France. Let's say that we actually let our workers work less. But the whole point that they're working less is that we have some kind of a better work-life balance, right? So it's productivity, but also they are more happy. What this could create is a feeling of additional stress. Because now I have a feeling that, oh, in order for me to keep this four-day work week benefit... I have like this feeling that I have to do more in four days and I ended up scramming more stuff and then being even more tired in those four days than I was in five days and I just need Friday to just chill to, to, to get back to my usual self. What would you say to this, you know, additional stress <laughs> created by four-day work week? I would say that could be the case. But I would also argue that this is how um, a big chunk of your Saturday will already be spent. <laughs> so you're already taking until Saturday lunchtime or, I don't know, 2 p.m. to basically get back on your feet and do chores and, I don't know, wash some clothes because you were already stressed during your work week. So mm. if you do this now Friday until 2 p.m., then you have still won. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you had a little bit more stress during your And I agree yeah. that, um, I mean, this can also be a bridge to our experience, but I agree that sometimes it's not going to be the same hours. It's not going to be reduced hours during four days. Sometimes it may be more. Um, but as long as this is like the variation that you have, um, that's fine. Mm -hmm. There's a few more drawbacks, but I think these are the big ones. Yeah. So if you were now, Franz, trying to pitch an idea, what would you say are the benefits? How would you try to yeah. convince? I mean, the nice thing is that I don't really have to come up with stuff, but this, what I'm sharing now is just results from experiments that um, the further for the work week uh, organization actually for the work uh, week global actually came up with. And the interesting thing is that you already mentioned that actually productivity per hour, if you want it like this, increased, or in other words, the productivity and the quality um, stayed the same with the same hours. So in all the experiments they did, people were able to do the same work that they did before in five days, they were able to do it in four days. And I was like, okay, actually, this is a pretty bad sign. Like, uh, how come? <laughs> Yeah. Like, you could <laughs> what are we doing argue, now? Yeah, exactly. You could also just argue, hey, then why don't we just uh, like work better in the five days that we have now? And the reason is that, or the reason seems to be is that work and life does not seem to be in a good balance at the moment. So, because the next result is that. Um, 78% of employees with a four-day work week are happier and less stressed than they were before. Mm -hmm. So obviously not everybody, but yeah, people were less stressed and more balanced. This meant less mental health issues. This meant less sick days. And that's obviously good for employees because they want to be healthy. That's good for employers because sick days are also a huge drawback for employers. Um, and that's also great for a country with a public healthcare system because mm. like mental health is a very, very big um, factor in our healthcare system. And we know from, from statistics that actually as soon as something like a mental health issue actually gets severe, uh, sick days are much longer than with any like physical health issue. Like as soon as you're actually in the situation that your um, mental health is 
in danger or is in trouble, then it's going to take you much longer to get back uh, than with, I don't know, a broken leg, for example. So that's um, a huge, a huge upside that is not only true for employees, it's true for a society, a, a country, and it's true for um, yeah the company itself. I think that's a um, big one. It's a big one that's often overlooked. You know, we talk about productivity a lot, but sick days, I mean, they just happen because you get burned out and you're, yeah, you, you feel more stress, your immune system gets weaker, and then you just maybe catch a flu or COVID or whatever that maybe you wouldn't if you were more or well rested. So mm-hmm. that's a big, big one uh, that people usually miss. Um, yeah. Did did they share uh, in the in the organization so the four day work week global? Did they share any data on how many fewer sick days? I don't want to put you in the spot, but if you found anything, if not, no, we'll ask listeners to also have a look. But what was interesting for me is like how could this happen that you're actually more productive on these other days? Mm. Um, and there was an interesting thing that they called higher engagement. So it seems like if you're spending less time at your job, then the time that you're spending there is not only like you're not only just doing the same work there in four days rather than in five days, but at the time you're there, you're also more engaged, more motivated, more present, more there. So these four days actually get just better than the four days that or the five days that you had before. So this can lead to um, like... Uh, an increase or increase of the quality of company culture like just people more enjoying being there uh, because they have a better balance right um, so that's what I also found interesting and lastly I think this is a big one so this is so a lot of this was very focused on um, also employees But now I think there comes a big one that's also interesting for companies, which is that like more than 60% said that they found it easier to attract uh, and retain talent. Yeah. And that was something that I actually want to look more into it. So I had a look at numbers of is the job market actually hard at the moment? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we can see this by unemployment numbers. We actually have quite low unemployment numbers at the moment. Very low. Very, we have very low. a huge number of open jobs at the moment. Yeah. And on top of that, we have in the US 52% of workers who say that they consider changing their career in 2022. Mm. 52% say that. Germany, 48%. 48% say that they want to change jobs. This was 20, uh, 2021. And the UK is a little bit lower with 18% very or extremely likely to change jobs. And I know mm. that not all of them will change jobs. This is more like a, hey, do you plan to? Do you want to? But let's just yeah. assume that 10% of your workforce changes. You can't mm. retain 10% of people. This is huge. So mm. I think it's just necessary to do such kind of a change to make your workplace more um, more um, attractive. And I think for mm. a short period of time, it can be the decisive factor, make you more, uh, make you more uh, competitive to get talent, to retain talent. But I think that's like predicted is always hard, but I think after a while, it's just going to be the only way you can do that. <laughs> so at the yeah. moment, I think it's like one way to do it and you can be more com- uh, competitive, but after a while, you got to need these measures in order to mm. um get talent if you're you cannot rely on like a huge brand like that can still wear out um, people that's maybe a nice bridge to our experience i don't know if you have more of these benefits if not i can already like share a little bit about the talent and stuff yeah sure let's do that so that's something we can I'll maybe first the comment on the talent thingy, and then I'll explain how we do the four-day work week at the DMBA. But yeah, one thing that uh, we definitely saw until now is exactly the thing, Franz, you just mentioned, which is it's easier to attract talent. So for example, when we had the growth lead um, position open, 
it was you could see like in the motivation the way people were writing the motivation is that this four day thingy was a big part of it and um, even in the interviews uh, I could sense it a lot and that was for me a big upside but also it was a little bit of a um, potential trap you know because you get a lot of people who actually join the company because of a benefit or a few of them and not because they like the work that you or maybe that like fully bought into the um, the story and that was for me the hardest part you know trying to figure out who is in it just for the benefits versus who also likes the story behind it mm-hmm. uh, but there's I think it's still a b- better problem to have to have more people uh, applying and then finding the ones that are really um, into the story or even you can kind of explain the story and get them into it versus just having a problem and attracting talent at all. Mm. That's a really interesting point because doesn't this mean that we fall into our own trap in terms of assuming that it's bad that somebody only wants to work four days? I'm not saying that this is exactly what you were about to say, right? I know that yeah. you were saying, hey, I actually want people who want to work for the yeah. for the company, really like what the company is doing, um, and not only for the benefits, but this, just the next step, and I think it's a very thin yeah. line, is already saying, hey, it's bad because you applied to this because of the further work week, <laughs> because actually, does this mean that you want to work less and this is a low performer? And I think this is a very... I think this is something that you you always need to be aware of yeah. that it's not <laughs> or you know, or I want to believe it's not because I know for me it's not. I mean, it could be. By the end of the day, you know, you could always say this with, I don't know, maybe somebody applying for a government job, which most people just say that it's less work than a pri- job in a private sector, etc. So even there you could say, ah, you're just applying here because it's less work. But Maybe it's true, but maybe it isn't. I think at the end of the day, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter, but there are ways to figure it out. Um, And that's the whole point of the interviewing process. So I think what we can definitely say for ourselves from our experience is that it does help attract more talent. Uh, It's easier to even get like that, um, you know, just open the doors with somebody, you know, you tell them you have this benefit and that, and then at least you can have an interview. Um, whereas maybe f- without this, you, they wouldn't even listen. So the talent wouldn't even listen to, to what you're saying. So I think that's one part. It's uh, um, attracting talent. But the second thing is also retaining. You know, I think it's, it's currently still such a big um, upside because so few companies actually do it. For example, we even have a combination of remote and four days. So that's even the next step. But just the four days itself is so rare these days that in itself, it gives you a competitive advantage because people always then, if they're thinking of leaving, you know, there isn't many other places that go ahead. Alternative is five days. Yes. Alternative is mostly five days. Um, so it does help, you know, like you also don't want to have the feeling that you're imprisoning people into this benefit, but it, it's, it's a matter of fact that it helps. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Maybe we should go one step back and just in general talk about how we do it. Yeah, yeah. So Franz, I'll try to explain, but obviously feel free to add to it if I forget sure. something. So maybe first of all, why do we even do it? I think, to be honest, initially it was just an intuition that it may be better, uh, better work-life balance, better satisfaction, um, better for attracting talent. And also me personally, um, I always work better like in short sprints than in like uh, longer timeframes. And in my own experience, working experience, I saw a lot of inefficiencies especially Fridays, <laughs> like the Fridays were usually they were like weekends already. I mean, I don't want to say it, but yeah, it was like, you could see the, the, the feeling was different and people didn't take it as serious, which was fine because it was Friday, but at the same time, it uh, like, it would, it gave that feeling that in this case, why would yeah. you even be there? <laughs> yeah. Why don't then I just be, uh, with my friends and stuff. So, um, so it came out of this anecdote and this like intuition. Um, so, um, but yeah, still feeling that 
in four days, the same can be done in five days. Second of all, the way we do it is that it's applied to everyone. So it's, we're not a big team, so that's possible. So everybody in the team works four days a week, more or less, unless a certain role is uh, less time. But not really work, nobody works more than four days. Um, we've done this since the beginning. So now this is four, maybe even five years. I'm forgetting the exact years, but it's been a few years. Um, and the way it exactly works is that there's a little bit of seasonality because of our type of work. So for most of the year, we work four days a week. And then, um, so that's, let's say, 32 weeks, I believe. And then for during the times we have the course, so the DMBA program, then we work five days a week because that means we have a few cohorts running and there is uh, students who also need some support over the weekend and also on Friday. So our own rule that we created is, yeah, we work four days a week during, sorry, five days a week during the program and four days when it's not the program time. Mm. This also means that when you say we work five days a week, this means actually we work seven days a week uh, because we are also there for our students on the weekend, but it's more the hours that we work, basically the hours that we, you would have, that you would work in five days. We work in the seven days, but then we say, okay, we work five hours, uh, five days. Uh, and in the rest of the year, we work our four days. Yeah, just to clarify this even further. So during the program, we still work, let's just say Monday to Thursday. And then the fifth day, it's basically, we don't have the usual processes such as daily and calls, but just it it's stipulated that the fifth day, so the last eight hours of the week are you checking Slack, you checking what's happening in the cohort. So still being there, but it's not a regular workday. And I think this already goes into the fact that when you do these kind of thing, like four day work week, you need to adjust it to your type of product and your type of uh, business model that it's gonna yeah. work because that's our adjustment. Yeah. And it's, I think it's really gonna be, let's just work four days. <clears throat> so I think this in itself is a huge design challenge when you think about, okay, how, what does our business actually need? What do our customers need? When do they need it? And how can we make it happen? And I think it's a, a beautiful challenge and I think it's can yeah. be done or can be solved in, in most of the cases. Exactly. And there are other companies who do it differently. For example, Basecamp, um, who was uh, a big, very innovative company to when it comes to the way they're working. And what they have, for example, is summer hours. So from the 5th of May to the end of August, they work four weeks, sorry, four days a week. And then for the rest of the year, they work five days a week. And that gives them uh, this feeling of seasonality. So like mm -hmm. most of the year you work five days, but then you're looking forward to the summer where you have four days and it just um, brings this energy in. Um, and we have this seasonality more organically because of the type of product. Yeah, exactly. Um, another thing I wanted to mention is um, how it actually works. In our case, everybody decides uh, by themselves when they want to take the fifth day off. So it's not like everybody wants needs to take the Friday off. Mm, because sometimes you also want to maybe take the Friday off the first week off and then the Monday of the next week off and you can have a very long weekend, which comes in handy. But our experience from the last few years is that mostly people want to take Fridays off. Mm, yeah. But that really, like it's, it's everybody discretion and the way we say is just... You know, you should tell the, uh, the the default is this. And if you do it differently, just tell others in the team uh, what which they are taking off so that then the others can organize around this and not expect it to be in there if they need you for anything. Yeah. I think we do have a default, the default yeah. of Monday to Thursday. So if I yes. don't tell, so if nobody tells you when they are going to work, they're going to work Monday to Thursday. Yeah. And I think this is because of the benefits of co-working. I think it does make sense for decision-making, uh, collaboration, um, that people are in the office at the same time. But I think we have also established a um, freedom that say, if someone wants to have, as you said, a long weekend, they just take Friday of the one week and Monday of the other week off. Or let's say I have, I don't know, it's winter and it's snowing on Thursday, uh, it's snowing on Tuesday, then I try to basically 
um, free up my Wednesday and go go skiing. So this definitely works, but it's more of the um, let's say exception is not the right word, but it's uh, a communication then. So we just yeah. and we do have regular changes, right? But mm. yeah, that's a, that's a nice story. So like I get a message from France, hey, it's gonna be. Uh, I mean, France loves mountains and skiing. So, hey, Alan, today it's going to be snowing. So I would love to take tomorrow off. And then we just try to make it happen. You know, it doesn't always work. But when it does, I think it's beautiful for both sides. Like, it makes me happy. It makes you happy. It makes everyone happy that we can do these type of things. Um, yeah. Because, like, it, it's a lot of the conditions, like, if you're into these kind of sports, it's not going to always be Saturday that's the best. Uh, and it's usually on Saturdays, it's also the most crowded in Sundays. So... Yeah. That's an additional actually benefit that I really love on Fridays. Like most people still work and then I can do some yeah. stuff on Fridays, visit uh, governmental offices, <laughs> these kind of things mm -hmm. that I dislike, but at least they're not crowded and stuff. Or you go to a very uh, popular tourist spot and it's not as crowded. I think over to the mountains, it's just beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think what we need to add to this let's say coordination, it's not, so we have not established a culture that somebody needs to really ask for permission. It's more like, hey, usually there are meetings, right? So mm. I just reach out to people who I have meetings with, and then we tr either try to make, uh, reschedule these meetings. And if this for some reason doesn't work, then it's also like, okay. But this is more like, okay, I'm just getting in touch with people who are, who I would have been working with together on this day, I would like to have off. And then we try to find a solution uh, together. Correct. And I think it's it's not really a permission setting there, which is, I think, a great culture that we have. Yeah, yeah. It's more about coordination. Yeah, I muted myself. Yeah, it's more coordination. Yeah. Um, we collected a few questions that we are getting sometimes from people who want to try similar things. So I think I just asked, answered one, which is like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. uh, we talked about talent. Another thing we often get asked is, do teams work in sync? I think you talked a little bit about it, but um, if you can expand a little bit on working and how we work in terms of... Honestly, I think this is pretty much what we talked about now. We do mm. work in sync, meaning that we usually work Monday to Thursday. Mm. Uh, we try to be together. We try to have established... Um, systems of when happens what um let's say we have individual time every morning we have meeting time in the afternoon we usually have our fridays off and as soon as somebody wants to do something differently they just coordinate with the people that they're working closely together with yeah. um and as i said i do think that there is actually upside in the sync work because um Coordination is just better. Decision-making is faster, but there is also upside in async work. So I also love my quiet Fridays like when nobody is in the office and when mm. I can just sit down and do stuff without having meetings. This is also an upside of the whole system. But again, now we're getting towards um, company, um, like individual situations or companies, usually during our off season where we do not have courts running, we don't have a lot of um, like customer interaction. We might have application mm -hmm. calls, but application calls can be scheduled. Uh, but we don't have the situation that, hey, somebody needs to occupy this office on Friday because somebody might drop in and eat something. And that's, yeah. I think, the big upside that we have so that we can actually work the full team in sync from Monday to Thursday and have Friday regularly off. Um, if this situation is different, I, um, there needs to be a different solution. But as you said, sometimes it's even like uh, helpful. Like I know a few times I worked on a day then others did not. And I actually, you know, for that day enjoyed it because I didn't have meetings. I could get more stuff done. So you can even make it work for yourself. It's mm -hmm. like a no meeting day if, if you can make it work. Um, the next question we get a lot is also about productivity. You know, do you get the same amount done uh, than you did before? I mean, first of all, we don't measure this. So it's not like we are trying to measure exactly like the output. And also we frankly can't compare it to before because it's always been done in a four day work week. So I think it's more fair to just say that 
we see that we get enough done. We're happy. Uh, for the most part, we are achieving the results that we want to uh, achieve, the things we set for ourselves on the market, internally, externally. So it just feels good. Um, all of us worked in five-day setups before. So all of us get this feeling. Maybe I should speak for myself and then you can say it on the two fronts. But just the feeling I have is that we do just as much, maybe sometimes even more than we did with five days before. And partially that's because of that freedom and having more energy. But partially it's also because we just organize things differently. I think then this 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 kind of setup um, puts some positive pressure on you to rethink how you do things. You know, do you this does this need to be a meeting? Can we do it differently? Do all these people need to be in a meeting? Um, how do we have time also for work, individual individual work, and so on? Mm. I fully agree, um, and I mean, for me this. It absolutely makes sense that if you spend less time on something, you can do the things that you're doing more intense. And that's definitely true for many parts of our year. Um, we already talked about our seasonality, that we have basically very busy times during a program. We have busy times before a program, uh, during the admission process. Uh, we have a busy time with let's say synthesis and um, looking at what we want to improve, but there are also other times where um, where it's less busy. But what I can say that is that in the busy times, I maybe couldn't even work a fifth day at this pace. And that's an, an interesting thought here also, right? Because, okay, you're there for four days and then you're just, I'm not saying I'm working like, I don't know, 12, 14 hours. I'm just saying that the time I work, I work. Mm. And then I would have a really hard time to also do the same thing on my Friday yeah. because I need yeah. this Friday to do stuff that I uh, enjoy to have my balance, to get off screen time, which is very, very important for me uh, because yeah. on the rest of the days, yeah, we do spend our time in front of a screen. So I think it just makes the days that I am working more productive when I have a counter weight, a counterbalance. Mm. One thing that's maybe worth mentioning is that we are bootstrapped and profitable and a lot of startups that start, you know, they have investors, they have a pressure. Um, there is a pressure, you know, to get to a certain scale as quickly as possible, but there's also these um, perception, you know, it's hard to explain to your investor that you're going to, you're going to work 32 hours instead of 40. And that's, frankly almost impossible uh hurdle to overcome just because of the culture we're in at the moment uh, because as soon as you have investors you don't have one you probably have a whole bunch of them and as soon as somebody is against it it could be held against you as also like if you're the leader of the company or but if you're not also proposing it it's the same thing so that's maybe the the trickiest situation in terms of like suggesting this new type of work so you do need to be in the right setup to do it you know it needs yeah. to be privately probably privately owned company that is already at a certain success mm. past profitability past profitability too yeah i mean that i wouldn't say that's the main um main if you're like bootstrapped and if you're not profitable that's on you if you want to work 32 or 40 but if you're yeah if you have investors then i think it's um more or less out of the window mm. But we're getting long, so I want to run through a few of these. <laughs> should, should we find shorter answers to the more technical questions? I think the Maybe questions one, they are okay to answer. Yeah. Shortly, but I think they're still interesting. Yes, I agree. So like one of them is, how do we handle holidays? Yeah, great one. Should I take it? Go ahead. I will. So I think there are two ways to this, right? The first one is public holidays and the other one is vacation holidays, right? So mm. short answer is we live in Europe, which means that we do have um, quite a lot of public holidays. <laughs> they could be on Fridays, they could be on Thursdays, they could be on Mondays, whatever. Um, the way we do it is that this doesn't shorten our work week. So if there is one holiday per week in my week, then I will, and this is not my usual day off Friday, but it's Tuesday. This means that I would still work four days in this week. 
And I might work on the holiday because it's raining anyhow and I don't know what to do. But I might also just take the Tuesday off because it's a holiday, spend it with my family and then work on Friday. But the default rule is it doesn't shorten my week. It's still going to be four days, even if there is one holiday, but I'm completely free in choosing when I'm going to work. Before we go on vacation, right? So about talking about public holidays, the behavior I found really interesting is that most of the times we work on holidays because of that. Uh, so it kind of communicates to me that we would rather take the day off when other people are working than when it's a public holiday. It's not always the case, but I did notice that a lot of the times we do this, uh, which I just find interesting and it's, a, it's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. But also sure. w- sometimes it happens that there's, I mean, uh, for all the listeners, France lives in Austria and there's a lot of public holidays in Austria. And um, sometimes there are two public holidays in a week. So what happens if you have two public holidays in a week, then you have three day work week, basically. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't happen. Too often, no. <laughs> Unfortunately. It depends on the, on the yearly calendar. <laughs> uh, cool. So vacation, actually, that's pretty easy. So the usual vacation that we take and that also let's say you live in austria germany whatever you have and recalculate this for any other um country you live in let's say you have five weeks of vacation this would usually mean that you have 25 days of vacation five times uh five in our case we still have five weeks of vacation but it's basically 20 days because we only work four Mm -hmm. days per week so nothing basically changes um, just the organization changes. So my, we have still have the same amount of the same number of weeks, but it's just a different number of days because our weeks are only four days and not five. Yeah. And you could squeeze some more vacation days into this type of work because of these like Friday, Monday setup. You could yeah. just go on Thursday evening or Friday morning somewhere and just be there for four days, which is essentially Monday to Thursday setup. Mm, so. That in itself means you do have uh, opportunity for more holidays or more vacation days uh, if you s- organize this, this way. So that's, that's a big also plus, or at least yeah. an opportunity that you can take, exploit if you want. Yeah. Mm. Then the next one is, let's see, uh, huh, payment. So I think one thing that people sometimes ask themselves is, Oh, if I have a four day work week, can I pay my employees only 80%? Um, so regardless of like what most companies do, I mean, we can talk about a little bit how we see it at the MBA. If you want to take yeah. this one front. Sure. So basically this is not the approach that we are taking. So we are not looking at a market salary uh, for a specific job and then say, okay, we pay 80% of that um, because we only work 80%. Um, so we, as we said before, we believe that we have definitely the same output in four days that we have, that we would have when we worked five days. Um, so this also means that this is not the way we go about calculating salaries. Uh, but obviously salary in itself is a, um, like a much bigger topic and we do not have a salary scheme. Like we do not have specific roles, get specific salaries, specific um, experience, get additional specific salaries. So this is not something that we have. And I think we also shouldn't really go there um, for now, I guess. So if there is- Yeah, we're a small team still. I think it comes maybe also with, with, with different scale because of politics and stuff. But I think for now it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But our approach when we negotiate salary, it's not that, hey, we, you would have, let's say, I'm pretending I'm having a call with an applicant. I'm not saying you would have, this is the usual salary, but now you're working 80%. So my offer is 80% of that. So that's yeah. not how we see it. Yeah. Cool. And maybe the last one is energy in the team. You know, like what's your experience with, uh, yeah, is it actually better for the mental and uh, physical well being of the team? Um, I'll talk for myself and then you can also share your view, Franz, is like, if I'm comparing back to the five day work week, it's just a completely different ball game. Like work life is just so much better. 
Um, as I said before, the weekend trips can be longer. You can do some stuff that otherwise you wouldn't do. Um, and like making use of these Fridays is really magical when a lot of people are still working and like you don't have to be in a crowded place in the nature and so on. Uh, that that contributes to this whole experience. Mm, and when I was working five days, my weekends always felt too short. Um, and I was like, oh, Monday already, I needed another day. That's what I always t- told myself. I need one more day. And now when I have this one day, uh, I feel like it's enough. You know, like I come to Monday and I'm like, I'm ready to go back. Uh, I was a little bit... Uh, cautiously optimistic that that's going to be the case but I, I i hoped i wouldn't say oh i need another day now and it's going to need to be four days but no I, after three days it really feels like a good amount to come back and do some stuff so the balance right now is like four days work three days um you know rest and that's that feels like a really nice um uh, balance and from what i see in the team like others have similar experience but how is it for you friends <laughs> mm. i don't want to talk for you No, I fully agree. I mean, um, the first thing is, let's say, this feeling of accomplishment that you actually did things in four days that were that were a lot. So this is actually already starting off. I'm not even talking about the free time. I'm just talking about having good four days, four days full of energy, four days of things that you uh, achieved is already a great thing. And it's then it's usually Thursday, right? Uh, and then it gives you enough time to rest and recover. And I'm not saying recover in terms of I'm so exhausted on Thursday night that I need to recover, but I just think that our brain needs to recover from something that we do a lot. So as soon mm-hmm. as you spend a lot of time on something, I think your brain also needs enough time to not do something in order to be ready again to dive into it. Uh, so this is what I mean with uh, recovering. And that's definitely better when you have uh, an additional day and a bigger chunk of, or a bigger break. Um, one thing that I definitely also seen is, I already uh, talked about screen time, right? This balance mm-hmm. between screen time and non-screen time. So as we said, we don't only work four days, we also work fully remote, meaning that 100% of my day is screen time. Um, yeah. So. I just personally, and this might be different for other people, but I personally just need at least one day where I don't even open my laptop. Um, and then mm. you know that you also have private stuff to do you. And this also needs a computer. You need to, I don't know, file taxes, uh, research stuff. And that's again going to be on your computer. And I always felt like when I already, my, my former job was also consultant, meaning also screen time a lot. And then I was like, okay, I just cannot, I cannot work five days in front of a screen and then do private stuff in front of a screen as well. So mm. uh, that's giving also my like private chores, private to do's more uh, time. So I can also invest more there. And yeah. obviously also time to invest in stuff that I like, right? You bring up the interesting point about like the screen time and stuff. And, and that's a side story. Like, I'm finding what helps me with exactly this. So I feel the same, right? So after four days of intense work and then on the fifth day also, even for personal matter to do something on the screen, it just feels like it's work again. And what kind of helps me is just different screen size. So instead of having the same setup that I have, I just try to go like on the laptop like this and it's just (laughs) a little bit easier and maybe change the room and stuff. Um, So just as a, uh, tactic that helps me a little bit. It's still much better to not use it at all, but you just have to use it also for personal stuff. Yeah. Cool. I think we covered this topic really, really well. Is there something we forgot? Something that you still wanted to share before I wrap it up? No, I think that was a um, a full round. And yeah. obviously, if anyone has questions, thinks about um, implementing this in their company, hit us up. Yeah. 
Exactly. Great job, Franz. So now we get to the call to action part, which is if you have any questions, you know, drop a comment below. Um, so we will try to make this also now for the first time as a YouTube uh, podcast episode. So you can drop the comment there and then we will chat with you. If not, you can also drop a comment on the blog post on the website or just send us an email at hello at d.mba and we can chat more about this, especially if you're thinking of implementing this at your work. Uh, maybe we do a follow-up if there are more questions so we can collect your specific questions and share some more of our experience. And yeah, as always, uh, at the end, we invite you that if you like this topic, you know, like this intersection of business and design, and if you want to learn more about business, you can also join uh, the mini MBA, which, as I said in the beginning, is the free email course where over seven days you get seven emails that teach you uh, different business concepts that are relevant for designers. And for that, you can uh, you can find that on the d.mba slash mini minus MBA. So d.mba slash mini minus MBA. That's all. Thanks, everyone, and talk to you soon. Bye-bye.